and welcome to Comic Talkers or Comics as always the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. And I'm William. And today we are continuing on with our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle month with doing our monthly top five video. Um, this time it's the top five TMNT storylines. Um, we want to remind fans that this is, these lists are our personal lists. These are not um, an overall list of what we feel. Um, so these are what we feel are some of our favorite stories with them, everything like that. Um, there'll be sections where we have honorable mentions where it didn't make our list and we put them on our list like as an honorable mentions for fans to go read and everything like that. Um, Willie, I want to ask you straight up, how, how is your list going? Because I know you're a TMNT fan too, quite a bit. Um, how, how did your list come about? Because I'm not going to lie, this was a harder list too. It was a harder list, especially because the only TMNT run that like I read a lot of was the original comic. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a couple here and there that I picked up and like read a bit of, but I didn't read a lot of the comics. So it was hard to pick specific names because I had to exclude a whole bunch because I knew I hadn't read, read them. Like for it, it, it sounds like our videos or our podcast is gonna be a little interesting because you say you've read more of the older books. I am actually most of my list is actually newer, and it's not that I haven't read the old comics or things like that, but just some of the runs, especially with IDW, have been really good. And it's just one of those things like I can't shun them for it. They're really good at what they're doing, and what I love about IDW too is they're utilizing. The main creators so that's always the best side of it too kevin eastman still has stuff on the projects and so does peter Laird. but um but yeah so i guess we can just jump right into the story or into our list um i'm going to turn it over to my partner here and let him talk about his number five pick okay so for my number five pick i went with uh TMNT Urban Legends. Ooh, okay. So tell the fans a little bit about this. So this run was a little bit of a different take on the Turtles, where it kind of just like throws the whole entire world upside down. Um, it's kind of, in a way, I think of it as kind of like a post-apocalyptic retelling of the story. Mm -hmm. um honestly the best part about it is the fact that they kind of change the origins of this turtles around a little bit uh and kind of make Raphael taking the mantle of shredder mm -hmm. so it's very different uh very out there um pretty interesting i mean it has a lot of, it has really nice artwork, but it has like a lot of different takes on like the turtles. Like they're not just like the stereotypical four brother ninjas. They're all from different aspects, taking different mantles from other characters in the stories. Uh, I, I remember, what was it? I remember this storyline coming out and I kind of, at first I wasn't a fan of it because I was just like, I don't want to see Raphael Shredder or I don't want to see this, you know, we're, 
we're fans of them. We don't want to see them as turtles, but but I think for me too, the whole changing of the movies, like we, when it went to TMNT, the animated movie, and showed that the turtles were separated. It 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 kind of does bring a point that you can't always have them together. It does take the character development out of it, and you can't learn much. So I when I read this story, I enjoyed it. It didn't make my list, unfortunately, but what was it? No, great pick. I'm glad it made it on one of our lists. Um, so I'll I'll jump to my number five. Um, it is a more recent run. Um, it is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the Ashes. Um, this is, I'll just give you guys a little synopsis according to Amazon. Um, after the cataclysmic or whatever you want to say that word. I'm not always the best with words. Um, events of City of War. The Turtles find New York City drastically changed. New factions and enemies on the, are on the rise and allies are in short supply. The Turtles discover that in order to survive, they, they will need to work together like never before. But when they find themselves or separated, Old Hob uh, decides to fill the power vacuum with some very unusual mutants, Zoana, Mushroom, and Zeke. This is an interesting event. Um, I will tell you right now, City at War is on my list. Um, IDW's run. Because I say that because there's quite a few runs of City at War. Um, especially Mirage, which is the original publisher, and IDW is the two main ones. Um, this is such an interesting event because, again, it's one of those things, like you said, Will, with the whole TMNT being separated. They were separated at, after these events. And it literally took them to realize they're going to have to work together to beat this. They can't work by themselves. Um, this is really like one of the first times, if I'm not mistaken, you actually see the girl turtle, Jenica, come into play um, with the turtles more, which I'm not going to lie, kind of like her weapons more than any of them. Um, the fact that it looks like she has like Wolverine claws, but it's not really Wolverine claws. Um, but it's an interesting concept. It's a really great story. Um, the story collects anywhere from 101 to 105, um, published by IDW from January 2020 to June 2020. Um, it was actually created by Sophie Campbell. Now, she is the writer and the artist on this job. And I know she has went a lot with Kevin Eastman's work, everything. So I always have a respect for Sophie. I think she is a great writer. I think she's a great artist. Um, so yeah, I, I put From the Ashes just because I love the story. I love the concept of the turtles having to come back together and realize they need each other. And so fun fact, that was actually my number three. Go right ahead. Talk about it. Let's see what your what's your opinions on it. Yeah, I mean, that one's it's definitely one of the coolest takes that I've ever heard of. And the introduction of the new turtle was kind of the biggest shock value factor of that. Mm -hmm. Because aside from this turtle, you had one other female turtle that showed up in the the little special show movie yeah. things. And that one was obviously overlooked. No one really cared about that one. But it's this one, it was actually a well-developed character, had a lot of personality, meshed pretty well with the turtles. 
And it's kind of upsetting that you don't really see more of it. I think more recently there's a, a comic that revolves around her a bit more. Right. Uh, but yeah, this one was definitely a very good one. Yeah, it, Jenica is an interesting character. I know there was a lot of backlash when she first came out because it was like, again, we're getting another turtle. Why not something new? But even then, I actually didn't mind her. She was a character that when she came out, I was kind of on the fence with her too. But when you get into her character development a little bit more, it's more interesting. And the fact that she was human, that was the more interesting side of it. For anybody who does not know, she was a human who really worked with more Splinter than anybody. But she was, I think she was either shot or stabbed. And in order to save her, the only way they could is to do a blood transfusion. And I believe it was Leo who did the blood transfusion. So in the process of saving her, she becomes a turtle. So, and she just becomes just like them. And it's such an interesting concept. I know Willie likes her because of the bandana, because it's yellow. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's different. So, but yeah, let's, let's jump right to our number fours. Will, what was your number four? Uh, my number four was actually City at War. Which one, Marauder or, or IDW? Which one was it? <laughs> that one's a, that one's the hard part because they're they're both great stories, but there is uh, get worse. One sec, I have to look it up real quick. You <laughs> have that one on your list, right? I, um, I I have the IDW on my yeah, list. Yeah, IDW. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't put that on my notes. <laughs> but you're going with the idw run okay yes okay so tell so what what i'm not going to even reveal at this point it's kind of like it's up in my upper two i'm not going to talk about it so oh man so you're on your own here buddy so um so tell us a little bit about this story what what made you really like this story um some of your dislikes maybe even in the story this is probably one of the few that's like had a very epic tale to it that I was really like enveloped in mm -hmm. because it's, I mean, the name alone kind of gives it away city at war. Mm -hmm. Right. It, just the title gives you like the sort of grandness of the entire thing. Right. It, it, I should have pulled up the synopsis. I actually have it here. If you want me to read it, I can go ahead and read it. Though. Yeah. If you don't mind reading the synopsis, I, I didn't pull it up. I just like trying to go off of my, Sure. Mental. So here's according to Turtlepedia. Okay, don't judge. <laughs> There's a Turtlepedia? There is a Turtlepedia. Oh my uh, God. New York City will be plunged in, into chaos as four factions wrestle for control. At the center of it all, the Turtles have faced difficult decisions on how to be true to their individual selves and morals while still keeping their family together against insurmountable odds. There's your synopsis. Yeah, that sums it up. <laughs> but, like, was there, you know, I know a lot of people, and that's why I want to say it right now. The fact that Mirage did a fantastic job. And when it comes to, like, game wars and stuff like that and the TMNT stuff, I would point it over to Mirage. I think Mirage did a way more fantastic job with it. Hmm. Why? I don't think I read that one. Mirage is more, it's more, I wouldn't say brutal, 
but of course it's the original creator so of course it's going to be a little bit more brutal but city at war idw has more consequences and not only that it's more see and that's the stories i like is that okay you think you did good but what's the effects of this and idw has just done a really good job with each story they've done with them and showing that there is consequences to their actions so it, it is something that i really enjoy a lot um so but yeah so city at war idw was your number four okay i know willie's gonna hate my number four because he's gonna hate me because why is it so low on your list Oh, dear God. I went with issue number one. I, why? I. So I like the story. That's why I cannot sit here and not put it on my list. But compared to some of the recent storylines I've read and stuff like that, where I've been more involved, I think it's more the fact, too, I wasn't born when the book was created. I've grown up more with the IDW run. And seeing that's where you'll see more IDW stuff on my list because I love those stories. And like I said, there's always consequences to their actions. See, Mirage, yeah, you had consequences, but they didn't really last. And I didn't like that. So there's really no synopsis for this story. Um, pretty much, I can tell you right now what it is. It's an origin story. It is the origin story of the turtles in Splinter. What I love about this is it's black and white. You don't know, other than by their weapons, you don't know who's who. On top of it, they're more grittier. They, that was the best part of it, is they're so much grittier in these old comics compared to now. And uh, the only bad part of this, too, Splinter dies in this book or in this issue, and then he comes back to life. So it was like another Joker situation. It's like, oh, you can't get rid of him. We have to bring them back to life. Um, but it's like I said, they tell the story of Master Splinter and the Turtles. Um, it, it is like we said, it's the first time we see one of the greatest enemies. Um, and it was released in 1984 um, and published by Mirage Studios um, and created by the wonderful Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. I enjoy these guys. Um, every time I see Kevin Eastman on a project or Peter Laird, I'm going to right away. I don't care. It is just a great story. Um, you probably can already imagine one of the ones that's on my list because they're both on the project. And this alone, I could not talk about this list without even not mentioning their first one. I'd probably say if you guys are interested, go collect. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the ultimate collection number one, where they take, I think, the first eight issues and they do the Raphael number one. And it is, it really kind of gets you into that story of the turtles more. And I really enjoy that whole concept. Um, you can find that anywhere at comic book stores. Um, you can also find it on Amazon as well. Um, so, so Willie, we already know what your number three is. Yep. So for anybody who does not remember, it's TMNT from the ashes. Um, so I'll go to my number three. Um, it's another IDW run shocker. Um, it is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Attack on Technodrome. Um, this is another great story 
And it's sad, like you go to the stories that separate the turtles. I gravitate to the stories where a turtle almost dies or dies. So <laughs> it's one of those, <laughs> it's interesting to see. But we love the turtles because we want to see them destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so for anybody who does not know, according to um, Amazon, here's the synopsis. Time is short as Crane accelerates his plans to terraform the Earth, which will kill all who live on it. A surprise alliance results in a daring plan and the stakes have never been higher. Um, this is one, and for anybody who hasn't listened to our battle, please go listen to our battle. Um, this is a great storyline, but it does almost see the death of one of one of my favorite turtles of all time, which is Donatello. It is, this is where you'll hear me quote that more because the turtles did leave him behind at one point and Rocksteady and Bebop were there and pretty much almost killed him. They shattered his shell, everything. And it, it's a really interesting story. I, I wanted to put a Krang story on my list. I can't really sit here and not mention Krang because Krang is such a big villain in the TMNT universe. You can't not talk about TMNT without bringing up Shredder and, and you know, Rocksteady and Bebop, of course. But you also can't go about not talking about Krang. Um, which for anybody who does not know, Krang is going to be one of the main villains in the new TMNT or Rise of the TMNT movie coming out on Netflix. But um, this it collects issues 41 through 44, the 11th story arc actually in the IDW publishing run. Um, and it's written again by Kevin Eastman. It is um, also helped with written by Tom Waltz and drawn by Corey Smith. This story alone really kind of puts you in that whole dynamic of the turtles have to work together and i know I, we say that a lot but you notice a lot in comics and willie you'll agree with me too that there are times where you really don't see them work together they're kind of on their own they're doing their own things and this is one where when they leave somebody behind what happens and not only that, it's a great storyline period because it does set up high stakes. It does set up an unlikely alliance. It is such a really interesting story. And I'm trying to do better where I'm not spoiling the story for everybody. So, you know, I, I want you guys to read these stories. So Attack on Technodrome is my number three. I think it's a great storyline for anybody to get into. And it's like I said before, IDW is a great jumping on point for anybody who's new to the Turtles. I think they've done a fantastic job with it. So, Willie, I'll turn it back over to you. Let's go to your number two. So, for my number two, I had a feeling you knew this would probably show up on my list eventually. It is the complete collection crossover of the Usagi Jimbo comic and TMNT. I knew you were, I knew you were going to have it on here because I know you're a big Usagi Jimbo fan. Yes. So, <laughs> but so tell to for anybody who does not know, I know we're going to go into it later on in the month because we're going to talk about Usagi um, regarding our Forgotten Hero segment. Um, but for anybody who does not know, pretty much sum up what Usagi Ujimbo is or who he is is the question. So Usagi Ujimbo is a samurai rabbit in the uh, Edo period Japan. Um, 
his story revolves around uh, journeying through Japan, uh, being a rightful, just warrior, and kind of unlocking mysteries behind uh, his family and some ancient artifacts. So this whole crossover is just a collection of stories and interactions of them in combat. And the reason why I like this like group of stories in particular is just because of the fact that it, it makes the most sense when you think about both of them. You got Ninja Turtles, Rabbit Samurai. It's, it's kind of like a match made in heaven. They're meant to go together. Yeah. It, it, it was one of those weird things I never understood at first because it was like, aren't they supposed to be enemies? When you really think about it, the tortoise and the rap, you know, the rabbit and the turtle or the. Yeah. But then when you look, when you look even more in depth, they're definitely supposed to be enemies because ninjas and samurais are not friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's one of those weird things that I'm, you were the one that introduced me to you, Jimbo. And I was just sitting there, I was like, seriously, that's who you like. To me, I remember when I first watched it and I just went, and because he's on the shows and stuff too. I remember watching and I went, seriously, that's what you're going to go with a samurai is a rabbit of all things. You're going to go with a rabbit. And then, <laughs> but then when you get more into his character development, again, I will admit, I think TMNT, and I will still argue this to this day, has done really well with character developments. It doesn't matter who you are, they're going to develop you. And I think even with the team aspect of the turtles, they develop each and every single one of them really well. And, but Yojimbo was one that kind of came on the scene for me. And I was just like, I didn't, mm, I don't know about that. And I grew to like him. And it was, unfortunately, I'll admit right now, Willie's probably again going to hate me. It's nowhere on my list, not even an honorable mentions. But I, I will, but I, I will give it an honorable mention not. I think for anybody who wants to learn more about Yojimbo, this is a jumping off point. Mm-hmm. this is a good point where you can get into it with tmnt and then kind of get more into his story because his story is really good it's just you have to find the right moment and to me a tmt just the same way me and you probably were introduced to it the most that's where they need to go they need to read yeah. so tell us a little bit about the story too like what was some of your favorite things about this story that came out it's hard to pin down like a specific story because it's really how to describe it it's it's really just like a brief encounter of the two if if you've watched the um the teenage mutant ninja turtles three movie you kind of get a feel of what happens in the start of their interaction where the turtles just find themselves in the past and interacting with Yusagi and then they go on this short adventure defeat a monster and send the turtles back so you're saying but, I mean you sure so you're saying the movie should have adapted Yusagi Ujimbo in the movie and probably made it a yes movie. <laughs> I definitely that would have been my number one movie if they did that <laughs> it's one of those movies that I do not recommend watching number three. I tried to watch it the other day for a video or a podcast we're doing later on in the month. And I just went there and I went, I literally turned it off halfway. 
I was just like, I'm done watching this. I, I am just irritated with this. It, it just, like the turtles look like Barney and I am going to say it straight up. I do not care. They look more like Barney and it was just like, what was this? Like, I know like the other two movies they did before were suits, but even then the suits looked fantastic compared to this garbage that came out and they couldn't <laughs> even introduce a stinking samurai rabbit. And they made them samurais of all things. That's what pissed me off too. <laughs> when you really think about it, they were samurais more than ninjas. I'll talk more about it when we get to that podcast, yeah. but it holds it holds a special place in my heart. Wow. Great. <laughs> I knew it was gonna make your list. I, I knew Usagi was gonna make somehow your list on this podcast. Um, so I'll go to my number two, and I think it's gonna be the one that shocks Will the most. Not so much you know why it's on my list but why is it not your number one it is the last ronin that's for me i i like the last run it is a recent storyline for anybody who does not know started back in 2020 and just ended in april this year it's a five issue miniseries they just announced they're going to do more with the prequels before this event um just for anybody who does not know, I'm going to give you the little synopsis according to Amazon. Who is the last Ronin? In a future battle ravaged New York City, a lone surviving turtle embarks on a seemingly hopeless mission seeking justice for the family he lost. From legendary TMNT co-creators Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, which I told you, they always make my list somehow. Uh, get ready for the final story of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, three decades in the making. This is a really good turnoff point. I, it, it's really, it really put it in terms for fans who love comics. If you love Old Man Logan, you will love this story. And I will say that right now. This is such a great story. I'm not going to tell you who the turtle is. Um, tune in to our last Ronin book club because we are going to cover this story. Um, you'll figure it out. If you want to just listen in, you'll figure out who it is. Um, I remember when the story came out um, or what was when it was announced, everybody was speculating who it was going to be because in this story, you only, you know, only one turtle is alive. All the other ones have died and Splinter and Casey. But even then you don't know everything that's going on yet. So everybody was speculating. I'll tell you right now, I was totally off on who it was. I was in there. I was hoping it wasn't the character it was. Just to give another character a chance in the spotlight a little bit more. And it came out to be somebody that I was even expecting. And I'm not going to lie, it actually came out to be a really good story with him. And it is, like I said, it's it, it's published the five-issue miniseries. Um, again, creators Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird are on this project. Um, with Tom Waltz, who's always been kind of more in the IDW run um, of TMNT and art done by Isel Escorza and Isaac Escorza brothers. This is just an interesting storyline. This is a storyline I will admit right now, I would not read if you do not know who the turtles are. If you don't know who the turtles are, I would tell you right now to start reading, at least the IDW run. At that point, if you can jump onto that point and understand, then I would give you this story. It's just like Batman Returns. You can't get, or The Dark Knight Returns. You can't just give that book to somebody and expect them to know what they're reading. 
even though it's yeah. a masterpiece in comics, they need to know a little bit about Batman before they can jump right into that story. This is how I feel with the last run. You can't just give somebody this book and just go, hey, read this. Because if they don't know who the turtles are, they're not going to know what the story really is. Yeah, considering you put that as your number two, I have a feeling I know what your number one is going to be. Yeah, but at this point, I personally don't feel like I can talk because I'm I felt I wasn't allowed to put Last Ronin on my list because I technically haven't read it all completely yet. Yeah. So it's 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 an interesting story. Last Ronin to me, the art's amazing. I will say it right now. The art is fantastic. I love the pan. There's a panel and I can say it. This turtle, this is when we don't know who the turtle is. You find out at the end of issue one who the turtle is. But it is just a really interesting scene, a panel where you see him literally on his knees. And you see all four weapons sitting in front of him. It's not only amazing panel, but it's such a powerful panel alone. And it's just a really interesting story. Um, issues two through four are about some of the deaths of the turtles or how they met their ends um, and kind of still continue on that story of this turtle trying to find a way to take down um, Hiroto, which is, um, I always say Hiroto, so sorry if I butchered that name, but it's Hiroto, um, which is the grandson of Shredder. So, because he and his mom are really the downfall of the turtles. So, it's an interesting story to understand and really love. Um, it does end. This, I feel, is a great end to the story. I don't think they need to go any more past this. Um, this is a, a great end for the turtles. And I really enjoyed the story really well. Um, so, yeah, I, was, I think I was saying on the book club that if they they don't really need to do anything more with the turtles after this and if they do i feel like they need to continue where it left off with the new turtles and introduce like a new brand of turtle and, and we do talk about them because there is a scene that kind of hints to them continuing on with that story but even then i know we've voiced our opinions that they shouldn't at this yeah. point you should just end it right now and not even continue and because at this point, it's kind of like you're just doing more that you don't need to do. At this point, you don't need that. Um, so before we go into our number ones, um, I think we should go over our honorable mentions. So, Will, did you have any honorable mentions on your list? Yeah, I had two. Um, first off, for my honorable mentions, I had to put Last Ronin because I love this story and I wish I could have added it on my list like fully because if I had actually read it all the way through, don't taunt me with the book. If I actually was able to read it all the way through before we got to this, then I, it would have been my number one. I would have been, basically I picked my, uh, I basically just picked my two through six. So <laughs> it would have been my number one if I was able to actually put it on the list. So I had to put that as an honorable mention. Um, my second one is actually old times. Um, this is one that I also have not read yet, but I've heard a lot about it. Um, if you don't know what this one is, it's basically Last Ronin, but if Donatello was the last turtle. See, and, I'll, I'll join in with you on that one because it is an honorable mention on mine too. I, it is yeah. 
it, it's a great story. It's a one shot. It, it's yeah. Like, I I have never seen a turtle cry, mm-hmm. and I am not gonna lie. It's the first time I ever cried in a comic. Um, was the story, and what I love about it is I think they're training, or he's training, and he makes virtual versions of his brothers. And so they're like fighting all these foot clan soldiers and training well them at the end of it, but you don't know they're virtual until the end of the story. Yeah. And then you can just tell that he's down. And then that was it. And I was like, you want me to be honest? And I'll, I'll tell you right now, because I said in the beginning of the video too, or the podcast, this was the hope for me on who the last Ronin was. I actually thought it was going to be Donatello. You were hoping that one shot became an actual full running comic. Yeah, exactly. I think it was a great one shot and I feel like it could have developed even into more. But when you really think about it, and I know Darren and I have talked about this in the past, when you really think about it, they've done that with every turtle, when you really mm-hmm. think about it and it's just like, yeah, you kind of got a point there. Like it could have been anybody, but am I happy the way it went? Yeah. For the way the story went, it kind of, it kind of helped mature these characters up a little bit. So I'll, I'll give that up to them. Um, but yeah, old times, what a great story. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It is a great story. Yeah, if you if you've watched our book club, you listen to me talk about how emotional I felt the last Ronin was. This is another one of those where I feel like this is a very emotional story. This one gets me to cry more than last Ronin. I, I'm in it right now. It, it, it is just a very it just strikes you just with a few pages. And it mm-hmm. just shows you the art's amazing. And it's just one of those that that's why I said, I, this is where I wish they would have went with, and they didn't. But, okay, whatever, it happened, and it still made a great story out of it. Um, one I'm shocked didn't make your list. It's on my honorables. Batman TMNT. I am shocked that did not make your honorables. I know. I like the story. I, not the, I don't care for the movie as much, but I actually like the books. Um, it's close to the movie i would say it's not everything that happens in the movie happens in the book but it it is still a great story and you get to kind of see four turtles against batman and and that's what kind of inspired our fight too because of the robins you know who would win in the fight i think we should still did batgirl versus jenica to really see who really could have came out on top but I think we would have lost that battle in the long run. So um, another one that I think a lot of people sit on, but I think people should understand. I'm always a person when it comes to writing papers, you need to know both sides of the argument. There is a story called The Secret History of the Foot Clan. Hmm. This is a really interesting story to kind of go into the Foot Clan a little bit more. And it shows you where their origins are a little bit, where their ties lie, everything like that. And you see that some Foot Clan members are torn. And it's just so interesting to see that concept come to life. Um, another one I'm shocked didn't make your list was Raphael number one. That This is where you get some of the best fights between him and Casey. It, it, this is where I feel the movie from the 1990s really adapted their fight was Raphael number one and like I said if you're interested go look up online go to your local comic book store and look up um, ultimate collection number one because it is in there 
that first issue alone is in that book and it's such a great story um we've already yeah, went- the reason the reason i didn't add that on my list is because i it's like the same as the last one and i haven't read that one yet old times we've already went over that and city at war mirage i do think it's an honorable mention i so but you already probably know what my number one is at this point because i've mentioned it already i should never mention it at all (laughs) shut up about it so before i go to my number one will i'm going to turn it back over to you what is your number one story i think you can probably guess what my number one is at this point it's the original number one it's the original number one I, I figured you were going to be mad at me if I, because I put it down so low on my list. I couldn't yeah. higher, unfortunately. I was like, it needs to be on my list, but I can't put it higher. Like, Yeah, you're a heathen. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, no yeah, I, I love the original run. It's like, it's where the turtles all started. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if we didn't have this, then we wouldn't have all the wonderful comics and movies that we know and love today um it's just a great start of the story seeing where they came from how their story all got started and put together i i mean this is probably one of the comics that i've gone back and read several times so i I really need to get the whole like compendium the whole collection that you were talking about because i would love to read it it's a really good story yeah for anybody who doesn't know i'll just point it out right now because i can actually show it because i bought the book uh it in no it's not even that it's just one of those things like you know copyright situations if i show it on the internet it's a copyright situation but i can show it here because i have the book in my hands um this is the volume (laughs) this collects i think the first seven issues and then Raf- yeah first seven and then Raphael number one and it's just a really good and what I love about this too is it actually gives you a little bit of history about them it's not just a oh it's you know but like each issue kind of has like a little writing at the end of what inspired him to do this and everything and it's just so interesting to kind of read their concepts and understand it's just like I you know you know I love DC the new frontier for that same reason that darwin cook puts in his comments of what made him do this or what made him go into this more that's what kevin eastman and peter Lear do and it's so interesting to see that point like i think they even go into why they kill shredder and and then what made him bring him back so it was it, it's just a really interesting concept and i so but I kind of figured number one was going to make your number one because I know you're a big TMNT fan and I know you've read this issue many times. Mm-hmm. It's just not one of them. I was just like, I was like, I literally made this list and I went, I got to put number one in here. Willie's going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, number four, there you go. <laughs> but no, I'm glad it made your number one because I know you're a huge fan of this and but how was your take too? I want to ask you this. How was your take about them killing off Shredder the way they did in the movie and the in the first issue alone? Because it's kind of resemblant to what happens to him in the second movie, The Secret of the Oops. But he doesn't come back. It's kind of thing. Like, how was your take on it? You know, it's it's an interesting like concept 
And I'm kind of glad that they put it in the movie, in the second movie, but I'm also not because it doesn't play out as well in the movie as it does in the comic. But it, it was kind of like a cool, just that collection from start to finish, it's a cool collection and a cool telling of the story, seeing how like everything progresses. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of one of those shock factors where you feel like, like, this is it. This is all we're going to get. And then like, obviously we know now that they've done multiple stories, multiple tellings, bringing Shredder back new adaptations of the turtles. Right. So like if you didn't know that there was already like multiple different variations and more tellings of the stories, you would think this is like a perfect one-off story. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I thought like the whole telling of the story from start to finish was just really engaging. I love every minute of it. Now, let me ask you this too, before we go to my number one too. Um, this is where I'm more critical with. And the fact when it comes to shows and movies, they really haven't adapted, like they've done it, but they haven't really adapted Master Splinter's story ever the same. Every adaptation of them has always been different. Mm-hmm. You know, like the only adaptation I actually did not mind is that their master is really who Splinter is. Like the, you know, like, um, the, or what they say in the books is his master or like his person who owned him um, is the one that turns into the rat. Now that I will admit, like in the cartoon series that they did with him, I actually didn't mind that change because I thought, how's the rat going to learn martial arts? Like just mm-hmm. like, like they do it in the movies. And it's like, no, that should never happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. But like, what's your take on that origin story alone with Splinter? That's, that's where I want to go with it. And from the first issue that came out. I honestly like it better on the concept of the uh, master getting mutated and turning into a rat-like person. It makes the most sense, like, um, considering what the ooze can do, the radiation can do. And it kind of helps tie in for, like, later issues. Like, for example, when you get introduced with Jenica, seeing, like, how that whole process works right um not to saying that not to say that the whole idea of the rat learning martial arts and then getting (laughs) mutated into who mr splinter is is not cool but it makes a lot more sense being that it's just a person that gets transformed into a rat that's where i i agree with you I, so you're going more where the cartoon went where it's yeah like, this is where the story went i actually like that more that adaptation i think that's more liable and i think it's more it makes more sense you know it's like you like we said who wants to see a rat sitting there and i'm sitting there just like in the cage and i'm sitting there as a kid and i'm like i want to do that and then that never happened so yeah. <laughs> it's just but yeah, and I think three out of the four cartoon series actually do it that way. I think there's only one where it's the rat turns into. Right. I think that was the 2003 one, if I'm not mistaken. I, Because the rise of the TMNT has done that, where it's the master who's the rat. 
or or Splinter. Um, you have, I think the one before that, the CGI version did the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's the one before that, the one I grew, or we both grew up with is where- Yeah, the 2003 is where he he was a rat turned into a person-like figure. See how it is? I hate, I hate it. And yet that's probably one of our favorite cartoon series too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we're all hypocrites here. So I'll jump to my number one quick. You guys are probably already know what number one is. Um, I've already gave the synopsis of this for Will. Um, it is City at War and it's IDW. Um, this again, I'm not even gonna go over too much like I did the other ones. I think we've talked about it enough. Um, this collects issues 93 through 100. Um, published by IDW and from April 2019 to December 2019 Um, written by Kevin Eastman again Tom Waltz and art done by Dave Watcher it is again this is a story that has consequences this is a story that even though the turtles are doing right there's always going to be a consequence for them and that's what I love about the story Um, not everything seems as it is and that's where another good thing, deception really is key here in this story. It is really such an interesting story from beginning to end. And this is where we get from the ashes later on. There's just so many great stories that come after this. And I can really sit here and thank City at War for that reason. And it's just, again, I, I don't even want to go more into it because I think Will did a great explanation of it. It just is really great to see it and to really see what it sets up later on um, is a good way to put it. But right now, I think that's a good place for us to jump off this podcast. Um, Like always, you can listen to Comic Talkers anywhere on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, You can also follow us on social media. Please let us know what your top five is, maybe what you feel that missed our list on top of it you know, even give us your honorable or dishonorable mentions. Let us know what you feel about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And you can do that on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Comic Talkers. And without further ado, my name is Brandon. And April O'Neil reporting out. Yeah, that makes me Casey. I can't do ha! that. I can't do that. No, I'll be Donnie, okay? I'm the nerdy one. <laughs> So, uh, (laughs) and let comics always be the top of your discussion.